Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. Uh, we can't talk about snakes or smells. What else is there? <laughs> On the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. If I was a serial killer, I'd want my name to be something more effective, like Murder Man or Killbot. <laughs> my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, this family has had its differences, and we've squabbled, but we've never had knife fights before, and I blame <laughs> this house. <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast that, uh... I don't know. We're is knee deep in spooky season. <laughs> you got that right. It's our second to last super duper spooky October episode, so I hope you all enjoy it. And uh, we we don't have anything for the correction crevice at all. Amazing, nailed it. Oh wait, are perfect. I have a correction. Ooh, do you? Yeah, I said watch. What the hell was the name of that movie? Dead Alive, and then I called it AKA Brain Damage. It's AKA Brain Dead. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. No wonder why I couldn't find it. Completely got past my filter. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's I'm very disappointed in you, Papa Scotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, fans, if you can uh, forgive us, go on over to YouTube, like, and subscribe there. It really <laughs> helps us out, and we'll know you forgive us. <laughs> but uh, let's go into uh, what we do every week. What are you playing? Watch, what are you watching? What are you doing? And then we'll start where we always start, Dr. Scientist. What's going on with you, buddy? Well, still playing a lot of Hades. Always are. Oh yeah. How many like how many trophies would you say you have left? Mm, five or six. Okay. Okay. Got, that got, checks out. I got That's most of the math. difficulty ones done. I got like a skill based one and then some RNG G stuff. Ooh. There's one might have a little bit of trouble with. It's uh you have to basically the gist of it is not get hit for fifteen of the rooms. No, that sounds like a fun one. Yeah. But yeah, you could probably make builds that'll be alright. Like fifteen in a row or fifteen different ones? Fifteen different ones. No, oh. but it gets a lot harder as the game, you know, as, as roguelikes are about to do. Yeah, it gets harder nice. as you go through. Well, good luck to you on that one. Yeah, we'll see if I do it. We all know that. What did I watch? Well, I caught up on season three of What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, me too. It's so good. That is, it's it is. always good. The Siren episode was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, the one after that too. I think Colin's my favorite character. Yeah, Colin's been my favorite one for since I think I watched it, but. It's like, oh, what? Um, I wouldn't do that because I'm not man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but ugh, such a great show. And uh, I started rewatching all of Star Trek Discovery because the new season's coming out sometime soon in November, I believe. Oh, you got to get caught up to remember. But yeah. Well, I mean, each season's completely different, but they're still good watching them. All right. Okay. Star Trek Discovery. Check it out, folks. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I also didn't get to watch much because I was like working a lot. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But I did watch this movie called The Guilty. Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, it's with Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal and he's a, a 911 operator. It's yeah. kind of filmed only in the 911 office. Yep, yep. And he's like some, he's like answering calls and he's kind of getting annoyed. He's a piece of shit usually, literally, but. <laughs> and, uh, like as a person in real life? Well, no, Jake Gyllenhaal's oh, okay. awesome. <laughs> I was going to say. When was Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> red? But his character is a piece of shit. 
you find out why at the end of the movie. But oh yeah, I thought the the ending was like tacked on. I didn't like it. Uh so did I. It was very didn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It was all right. But the whole movie was okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of. I believe I saw it in like a list of movies that happen in one place. Yeah. So I watched it. Fair. We also talked about it. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, I talked about it. I might have just tuned that all out. <laughs> you always do when I talk. Yeah, usually. I talk, don't That's listen to either one of you. Yeah, it, we talked about it and we mentioned the Ryan Reynolds movie Buried, where he's in the coffin yep, in the yep. ground. Okay. I don't know what episode we talked about that, but... Maybe, maybe it was here. Maybe it was here I got heard of. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It was a list that we made. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But so, did, is it good? Do you, get, is, do you give it the thumbs up? I, I'll give it a, a thumbs about two-thirds of the way up. Mm-hmm. That's... Better than down. The ending ruined it for me. Yeah, it was kind of... It literally has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. (laughs) It did not see that coming. (laughs) It's like if you have a movie about one thing and at the end you just say, oh yeah, this happens. Oh, I also did this. Yeah. 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 So does he turn to a vampire? No, don't tell me. Yeah. (sighs) Don't tell me. You almost blew it. It is spooky. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. But that's all I was able to do this week. Sorry, man. But what about you, Papa Scotch? Oh, thanks for asking. I uh, just picked up Chill 22. And oh, that is. Shit. Yeah. Is that the hockey it's, game? Oh, it's a, a NHL. Uh-huh. Okay. NHL 22. That's correct. Yes. With the new Frostbite engine. What? What? Uh, the game is played with the Frostbite engine. It's a different game engine from the last game. So collisions look a lot more realistic. Oh, not did they not look realistic before? I mean, they looked real enough they looked like a video game approximation of it this is definitely a step forward really can you tell i think you can tell because in the previous years games like the cross ice passes were so easy to like just throw through throw through a bunch of like people now they get they the puck hits and bounces and sometimes you know it bounces in sometimes it flies all over the place you know it's more the more realistic puck physics for sure how often does your stick break I haven't had any lately, but it definitely does it happen does? in the game, oh. and then it just oh, okay. fucking stays out there. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it should be. Nice. Well, it's it's pretty cool though because you could like be a D man at the point, and you fire a slap shot, and if you hit a dude in the knee, he'll like start limping. Oh, <laughs> like they'll be like, oh fuck! Like they won't drop f bombs. Does anyone ever like uh, lose an edge on the skate? I haven't seen that. Oh, I, I, I mean, it happens in real life. All yeah, the time. I mean, it's like, extremely rare that you see it in real life, but I was wondering if they put it in the game. It'd be funny if, like, you played in the southern climates that are way hotter, like with the softer ice, and you saw dudes just lose edges. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But no, I haven't seen that yet. That's a good point. Or, like, one time your goalie loses his edge, and then you can't fucking... He's, like, standing there on one leg trying to... <laughs> uh, I know this has been uh, a, a thing in previous Shell games, but I did blast off a water bottle off the top of the net, which is always <laughs> fun. It's <laughs> always fun when that happens. Nice. It's been a trophy in, like, the last 10 NHL games. So you... <sighs> You just top shelf one, hit the goalie's water ball, and it flies off. It's fun. I mean, real talk here. I'm so happy hockey season's back. It seems like Me so too. so long since it's been, even though it was only like two months. <laughs> yeah, it was like the shortest off season of all time. We're like, God damn it, thank God it's back. Yeah, man, I, I got, uh, this is going to release, this is going to be a surprise. It's going to release after we've recorded it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, got a game tonight. I'm excited about it. <clears throat> nice. My team looks less embarrassing. Let's go Rangers. Wait, right, okay. I didn't know if you were talking about your pickup team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're they're doing okay. Yeah, we got a we got a couple games coming up. Uh, it's really hard to play hockey with a mask on. 
you're just constantly waterboarding yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. But other than that, it's great. It's good exercise. Who do you think would win, your pickup team or the Rangers? The Rangers, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if they couldn't hit, if they were not allowed to make contact with us at all, they'd destroy, they're so much faster. Dude, imagine just how hard so they hit the puck compared to you guys. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I would, like, I'll stand in front of a beer league shot. <laughs> like, it, it, that's whatever. There's so few guys I can really, like, fucking rip one. But those guys, like the pros, are at a whole other level. I'd go to like the hospital. Like, <laughs> yeah. the shin. Shatter your shin. <laughs> yeah, we all wear the same gear, but I'd get hit in the shin, and my leg would just fall the fuck off. <laughs> but I also bought another PS5 game. Ooh! Oh yeah. Haven't played it yet. I still haven't finished MLB The Show or Resident Evil Village. But I bought another game. Okay. Aliens Fire Team. Is it new? It is. We briefly we mentioned it, it yeah. during the Alien Isolation episode. Yeah. Because I said, didn't they just release one? And we're all like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they did. It huh. was $30. And it's it's supposedly, all the reviews I saw, they were like, you know what? This game's not perfect. But if you like blowing up aliens, you'll probably like this game. Is it VR? No, it's okay. like a four-person, like, Left 4 Dead style. Oh, okay. Okay. Mostly because it's called Fire Team, you know. You get it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I haven't played any of it yet, but you know, if they've got the 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 machine gun, they've got the the sound of it. You know, I'm I'm in. I'm good. It's good enough for me. All right. And uh, other than that, I watched a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. I watched the thing, not the new one. Both of you just watched, mm. but the OG, the thing with Kurt Russell and Keith David, which I've seen twenty times already. Watched it again. Still good. Still How does it good. end? I'm not going to tell you that. That's a big spoiler. <laughs> and I know you haven't seen it, right? You still haven't watched it, have you? No, no, but we we did the game, so I know how it ends. Oh, the game was different. Honestly, you're right. The game is different. But honestly, that's my second favorite movie of all time of any genres. That's number two. Really? Wow. Yeah, number one's Apocalypse Now. Number two is The Thing. Because I think it's it's a perfect horror film. Okay. but That's fair. And I won't t- I won't go into it too much until Doctor Scientist watches it, if ever. But I I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I I'll agree. It's really. I good. mean, I'm not doubting you, but it seems hard that it's in your top two of all time. Yeah, it's number two. Also, you know, I watched like I didn't have 15 years of people telling me how good it was before I watched it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's fair. So I, I watched it almost out of nowhere, and then I enjoyed it so Where, much. And where's Hot Tub Time Machine on this list? Four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good, all right. Dude, that Hot Tub Time Machine, I still think I love that movie so much because I thought it was going to be complete and utter trash. That's why everybody loves it, because everybody expected so little from it. Yeah, and they watched it, and they're like, this is good. <laughs> like, And it was. It was good, all the sequel. We could pretend that doesn't exist. I still remember when you were like, you should watch it. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. You're like, no, no, it's really good. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm like, I, I said the exact same thing you did, sir. <laughs> I was like, Ugh, I don't know. This isn't going to be good. I'm like, nope. Trust me. And then after after I watched it, I had the same exact conversation with our friend Vinny. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, oh, it's got to be bad. It looks so dumb. I was like, no, trust me. <laughs> yep. I'm sure that conversation happened a lot. But what else did I watch? I watched uh, Oculus again. Mm. Is that the one with Karen Gillian? Yes. Okay. I watched it and I it was really good again, but whoo, that's a bummer. That is a bummer movie. <laughs> it's great though. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I've never seen it, but is that what happens in it? 
has a mirror. It's uh, it's by our boy Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. who's the guy that did House in Haunted Hill, or no, The Haunting of Hill House, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, mm, yes, Midnight Mass. Uh, he, it's about a a family that buys a mirror, and the mirror, uh, starts zapping energy around it, and then starts haunting and torturing these people till they kill themselves. Sounds fun. That was the backstory of it, and you see that unravel as the movie goes on. But in this current story with Karen Gillian, she's she encountered it when she was a little kid with her brother, and the movie's really her trying to prove it and destroy it. Oh, uh, okay. And the, the stories are kind of like told on top of each other, but it's way better than it has any business being. At all. <laughs> all right. It's it's mad spooky. Um, there's one moment where, uh, like, the mirror plays tricks on them. And it's trying to trick you and deceive you. Yeah. So there's like great, there's one great moment. I'm gonna spoil one moment where, uh, since it's zapping energy to like kill light bulbs. Mm-hmm. So Karen Gillian puts her apple on the table, changes the light bulb, takes out the shit one, puts the shit one on the table, grabs the apple, bites it, and it's a light bulb. Yeah. Whoa. It's pretty. It's gnarly. Gnarly. All right. I'm but check it out, out if you haven't. All right. Is it actually a light bulb? We we'll just have to watch head. to find. Okay. Oh, watch to find out. I was like, could be we... a real light bulb. Could be the the mirror messing with them. You're gonna have to see. You never know, unless you watch it. <laughs> unless you, unless you watch it, then you will know. You'll know <laughs> within two hours. Yes. Uh, I also watched, and I really think you guys need to give this a shot. But I watched Midnight Mass again. <laughs> really? I almost yeah. watched it. I I mean, the first two or three episodes are a little dumb, and they're Ugh. they're slow. Like they're they're a little slow, but. Like with all three of us and the Catholicism upbringing, mm-hmm. like it it hit, man. Like the whole thing, the whole story was about not the whole thing, but there was a huge play of this woman who's leading the church, and she like for every crazy thing that happens, she's just like has a Bible verse in her back pocket to justify <laughs> nice. all this nonsense and all this horrible shit. But it is, it's good. Like it's worth it. All right, check it out. Uh, but that is oh yeah. There's another thing I did. It wasn't a movie. It wasn't a thing I watched. But I attended something. A midnight mass. Yeah, Black mass. midnight mass. <laughs> yeah. I did not attend a midnight mass. Uh, that would be awesome. But no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be awesome. No, <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. But uh, no, me and uh, you know the fiance, we were looking for spooky stuff to do in October. Thought it'd be fun, you know. You went on a hayride. I did go on a hero, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, we went to see a stringed quartet. Ooh. Nice. Just play spooky Halloween music. Mm. That sounds like a right time. Yeah. It was in uh, this old church uh, in D.C., and uh, it was the Listesso String Quartet, and they played like uh, the Ghostbusters theme. It was two violins, a viola, and uh, a cello. Mm-hmm. The Bobby Brown song? <laughs> no, they didn't play that. They played uh, Thriller. Right. Uh, this is this is Halloween from the Night Before Christmas. The Beetlejuice theme, the Stranger Things theme, the Halloween theme, the Adams Family theme, Psycho. I mean, they just had fun with it. Like the it was Monster just... Mash. They didn't play the Monster <laughs> Mash. Now that I think about it, remember that. Was that they also was played like Show classic, did it? classic stuff too, like the Funeral March, and uh, there was a bunch of other. Songs that I don't know any idea what the name is, but if you hear it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know that one." That's oh uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. the spooky one we probably learned in you in uh, Looney Tunes. 
But that's all I did. I talked too much. How about you, Sir Chump Slap? What are you playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Uh, it's just playing a little, playing a little bit of Amnesia. Just downloaded it. Is that it a, one of the monthly games? I don't know if it's a monthly game or if it's just like PS Plus. You can just download it. Yeah, I think I have it. I downloaded it on my thing, but uh, it's in. The, I think it might have been a monthly game. I put it on. Yeah. Like to own it and just download it. So okay. it's yeah, it's free now. Well, now I've I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. I've seen the the storefront sign. But what what's it about? What's what kind of game is it? Uh, it's just I so far you're just walking around a spooky old house. Yeah, it's like a walking simish with puzzles type, and shit. Yeah, type horror type survival game. Yeah, I guess it's horror survival. You're supposed to run away from shit. Not supposed to fight anything. That's gives you a warning right. when you start the game. It's like, don't try to fight anything. Just run away, man. <laughs> it, I, I thought it'd be a little bit more like point and click, like Leisure Suit Larry style. Well, it's like a first person. You, yeah, you just find like... I haven't found much. <laughs> I just started it, but... Yeah, you find like ways to light candles and shit. And if you get in the dark too long... Is you there lose, a sanity mechanic? You lose your sanity, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I remember seeing people play it on... YouTube. Uh, it seems pretty neat. I can't tell you too much about it, but you know, it's pretty spooky. So maybe I next week. figured I'd try it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll just hear the same thing again. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I've been watching some Always Sunny. You know, just fell back on that again. Oh, it's so good. It's never bad. It's just, it's great. I don't even know why I said it. I just, I'm always watching it eventually. But it's a, it's a good one to have on, like, especially, you know, we've seen every episode 30 times. It's a good, it's a great one to just have on in the background just yeah. while you're doing other stuff. The last episode I watched was the, the Air Miles chicken steak scam. <laughs> that one's so good. I think it's called Charlie Work. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a continuous shot of Charlie. Yeah. The episode, it's so good. Kind of like Birdman, yeah. Dude, when I was, oh, you guys will finally, finally someone will appreciate this. <laughs> but I was out. And uh, I don't remember where I, I think it was at like Chipotle picking up a burrito or something. That's every day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's most days. Yes. But uh, I was out there at this. Oh, no, it was Chipotle. I was hungover as fuck on like a Tuesday, like a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you in college? I know. I. It's a long story. Look. All right. I was out. And some kid, some lady was there corralling her two kids, and the one kid runs away, and she just goes, Charlie! And I go, Chorley! Instinctively, <laughs> like Dennis from the fucking accent episode. And then I start laughing. <laughs> and she just looks at me, and I'm like, it's no, sorry. You know, so, yeah. But then I start thinking about, Chorley, no! <laughs> Oh, that's uh, great good stuff. Yeah, no, don't look weird at the forty-year-old buying Chipotle hungover on a Tuesday at like four p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, how you hungover at four p.m.? It was it was a night. All right, I guess so. Anyway, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I think scientists talked about this movie, Free Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep, he did. Yeah, it was. I I liked it for the most part. It was entertaining at parts. Yeah. It's like, when they, I like when he's like, oh, do you remember that bank robbery with the 231 or the four o'clock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give it a go. It's worth a shot. It's got like, it's got heart though, so. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like heart, especially during these spooky times. Yeah, it kind of, kind of annoyed me a little bit. 
But I watched uh, this movie called Bingo Hell. This is an Amazon original. It's one of the spooky Blumhouses, I think. Oh, yeah? Bingo Hell. I've definitely seen it advertised. But yeah, there's like some it. some rich guy moves into this poor town and just builds like a big bingo hall. And if you win, somehow you die. I don't know. It started off really slappy. Like the first scene is this guy with all this money and he's just going to his house and he just starts eating and he chokes to death and you're like, what the fuck? And it shows what he, he's just eating bingo balls. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. All right. That's slappy. Yeah. That's slappy as fuck. It started off like that, but then it just, it fell short and mm. it couldn't keep up the slap. Yeah. It became about like community and shit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> too much heart. Ew. Gross. Too much heart, not enough fart. That's what I say. Yeah, you say it all the time, bro. All the time you say that. I've never heard a better description of slap culture. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is pretty great. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but I also watched this, uh, another movie one of you guys talked about. I think it was Scotchy. He said to skip it, I think. But... <laughs> you watched it anyway. Yeah. Night House. Oh, yes. I yes. What were your it. thoughts? It was like a spooky score, ghost story. I mean, kinda, but the whole, the whole nothing's following you thing just fucking really pissed me off. Yeah, that's where I was. I I think it had some some good moments, some good spooky moments in it. Yeah, I think mean, when she finds the dead bodies and shit, it was pretty neat. But yeah, there were so many of them. <laughs> yeah, there was. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. It was fine. Oh yeah. I wouldn't say skip it. I don't hate it as much as Scotch, but I mean, it was okay. Watch it if you fucking are Dare. bored and you didn't watch all the other movies we've talked about. Of course, yes. Which brings me to The Slobber of the Week. It's a little spooky, but it's another one that you talked about last week. Bad taste. <laughs> oh, you watched it. Oh, I watched boy. it. It is slappy AF, my friend. Yeah, that's a slap. That's a slap classic. So much gore and so much stupidity. Uh, just weird. And these these guys worked for the military or the government. Yeah, somehow? they worked for like the government or somebody. <laughs> it was. It's fucking great. Did you did you see the part? Was I correct about the quote where they're like, "We wear masks, so we don't, if we kill a whole bunch of innocent people, <laughs> yeah, something like, we like that." Have, we're not on camera, or whatever. Uh, it was pretty good though. If you're into like spooky, weird '80s, not even spooky, just funny, dumb, definitely some fart and not enough heart. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of fart. <laughs> a lot you. of fart. I don't know how much heart there even was. It's been a while. I need to watch that again. I don't think there was heart at all. Really? Perfect. That's yeah. why it's a slap class. That's why it's no slapped, heart. man. Keep your heart out of it. I mean, there's <laughs> there's something to be said about a movie that has no romantic element or no attempt to like throw that heartfelt moment in there and is still fucking awesome and yeah. you care about the characters. Yeah, exactly. The whole I think <sighs> we made we took a big step in explaining what slap culture was with that that too much heart, not enough fart. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we're getting closer to defining this. <laughs> I think you're right. But that's it. 
That's a slapper, slapper and a half. A slapper of the week. <laughs> there you go. Watch Peter Jackson's film, Bad Taste. Yes, sir. So how about we go ahead and move into some things I've got for video game news slash stuff. That was pretty good. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> so um, there's this. I'm going to take you guys on a little trip of a saga, which is. It's, it's Call of Duty related. All right. Oh, all right. I know. I know. Just come with me on this little journey. So they Call of Duty Activision Activision has created a kernel that is supposed to curb cheaters. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a PC kernel dri- driven driver. Right. It's a it's a machine learning thing that examines the player behavior and a whole bunch of people investigate things that are suspicious. And then if the player turns out to be cheating or it looks like they're cheating, then they'll just ban them. The point of this is that they want to ban cheaters in Call of Duty Warzone and in the new upcoming Call of Duty Vanguard. Mm-hmm. So they put this very aggressive Instagram post out. Oh, I got an email that had it on. Yeah. I, and it was like a whole press release where they're like, you know, we, we love the players. Uh, we love the game. We love that everyone enjoys it, and we understand that cheaters are ruining it. So we're gonna fucking take them. I'm paraphrasing. We're gonna <laughs> fucking take them out with this new anti-cheat thing. Mm-hmm. So fast forward the next day, <laughs> literally the next day, it this this thing is codenamed Ricochet, and yeah, it already yeah. leaked to the hackers, and they have started decoding. That sounds about right. So somebody at Activision leaked it out, so the hackers could get around it. Maybe that was the trick the whole time. It's See, tr- that's that's funny in of itself. Yeah. But it turns out that Vice is now reporting that that was the point the whole time. Oh, man, oh, I nailed that one. To find out. Wow. It was like when... 3D chess, brother. Anonymous <laughs> put that tracking software in Tor. Mm-hmm. And got all the child porn guys. Nice. But yeah, they... Uh, now, Vice is trying to say, well, you know, we had actually already installed this on some users' machines to test it out, and it was inevitable that it was going to leak. So this was a controlled leak to trick the cheap developers. So they say. Right. It right, seems right. like the best thing to do. Might as well say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even... Yeah, we meant that. Even if you're trying to stop the cheaters, it's best to have something that's leaked to the cheaters so they... You could catch them easier. Mm-hmm. It's like That's inviting true. criminals for buying or getting a boat at a. It's true. Yeah. So I I don't know if I believe them that this was the intention because, but at the same time, how many times have we seen like a new form of digital security just get broke within like 24 hours? That's usually what they do. Yeah. Right. Like a game comes out and like we have the most cutting edge security ever. No one's going to pirate this game. And within like six hours of release, it's on torrents. Yeah. That's just people devote their whole lives to that shit. The richer than we are. Not me, of course. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not me, of course. <laughs> uh, so that's the Call of Duty saga that is still developing. We'll report back if we have new cool shit next week, but I don't know if we will. <laughs> Fuck it. But uh, now we've got Grand Theft Auto news. Oh, let's hear it. Is it about five or six? Seven. It's about the trilogy. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot right. about that one. <laughs> Oh, the older games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it briefly, and I said that, you know, if they update it rather than just, you know, slap new graphics on it, I might consider playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that they have released, they still haven't shown any gameplay, but they said that it'll feature GTA 5 style controls and high-res textures. 
So probably the weapon wheel. So they're not changing the game is what you're saying? Yeah, they're because I don't know if you've done it lately, Dr. Scientist, but when you go back and you play Grand Theft Auto 3, it plays like an old game. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, there's no aiming system or anything. It's just that little dot reticule and you throw bullets at it. Mm-hmm. It's very old school. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'd play it. I kind of want to play it. I'll play it for $15. Okay. Three games for $15? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, if, I, if I'd play that game, I would. That's a good value. Three games for $15. But that leads us into our next piece of news, which... Uh, it's $60. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, this is going to be awkward. But Rockstar <laughs> has released news that the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy remaster will reportedly cost the same as AAA games. <laughs> <laughs> so $70 for the PS5 version. Man, we're nailing it today. <laughs> yeah, you guys are crushing it. it a uh, website by the name, I'm not familiar with this, Base.com has already opened pre-orders for it. The, the Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, which that's you have two... Two colons, that's a sloppy name. Mm. But it's listed at $70, 70 euro on PS5 and Xbox Series X. That can't possibly be worth it. Yeah, fuck it. I'll play the old versions. <laughs> <laughs> I if they the only way I would consider it for that price is if it all looked like Grand Theft Auto Five. Like it has to look yeah, like it has to they look just redid the beautiful. Grand Theft Auto Five map and the missions, and now we're playing it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Okay. But that's also uh the other piece of Grand Theft Auto news rolling right into it is there's been a rumor that it's going to be released physically December 7th. That's like a month and a half away. The reason people say this is because there was a leak for a, a promotional item where that said if you buy Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, by <laughs> January 20th, then you get a certain in-game bonus or something Ooh. like that. Ooh. So they're like, this lines up with that day. But the interior sources that no one can name says December 7th. Whatevs. We'll see. See how it is. I am so sick of Grand Theft Auto news. (laughs) So, more Grand Theft Auto news. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is going to be awkward. No, that was it for Grand Theft Auto. Uh, The only other piece of real hard news, even though I know I just mentioned a rumor, is that... uh, EA Sports is removing ex-Raiders coach John Gruden from Madden after the email scandal. Whatever. Yeah, it's 10 years ago. Old-ass emails, right? I mean... Old-ass, racist, homophobic, and misogynistic language. They're not all from 10 years ago. It's private. If I send you a racist, homophobic, misogynist email, I hope you don't leak it. Can't promise you. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the first thing going on my Twitter. Hey, let's get more ears on this fucking podcast. Then. <laughs> Just start saying wild shit. Yeah. More, like these assholes said this. Yeah, I did hear about that, actually. So, yeah, they're going to just change him with a generic likeness. Okay. I mean, I don't think you got money for it anyway, right? Isn't, isn't it just a generic likeness anyway? Uh, it used to be, but now they actually have the coaches in it. Oh, really? As of like three years ago, maybe four years ago. I wonder how much the coaches get paid for that. I don't know because they would have to like They'd have sign to, the yeah. deal with the coaches, right? Because it's not the players' union. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Are they unionized? I don't even know. I don't I, think so. I doubt it. Because the coaches traditionally are not a low-paying job, unless it just goes along with like the NFL symbol likeness and stuff and all that. If that's oh, all, it's just like a package deal. Yeah, if that's all thrown in together. Yeah, it's in your contract that you give up your right. 
So I've got one more. One more. I like going on this legal news about that. (laughs) I've got two more little rumors for you. One is that the Resident Evil Village DLC may be revealed this Halloween. Oh, I love rumors about things that might happen. That might be revealed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So they're saying uh, that Capcom very soon is going to be celebrating their 25th anniversary of the Resident Evil series. Mm-hmm. Which, holy fuck, do I feel old? Because I remember playing the first game when that was the only game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Jesus. So uh, there are nine announcements that are going to be incoming, uh, two of which have already been revealed to be a sweepstakes for Resident Evil merch, and one is a was the release date for Resident Evil 4 VR. I love that we live in a world where there's press releases about releases. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. It's pretty great, right? Well, these, these PR people got to justify those paychecks, right? Yeah, right. But uh, there seems to be a big announcement hidden in there for Resident Evil Village, and there's a apparently a bunch of Halloween celebrating art that they saw some Resident Evil Village shit in the background of. Ooh, it's a bit thin. I didn't say it was definitely gonna happen, <laughs> but I will. I'll tell you, there's probably gonna be DLC for it. I can't imagine there won't be. Yeah, do you, do they still do like Halloween shit for Borderlands Three? I don't know. I wonder. I don't think I played it since the pandemic started. I didn't play it since the first year was over, yeah. I still haven't played any of the DLC in Borderlands 3, and I paid for all of it twice. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> did you play it? I hope you at least Oh, yeah. It. I played all of it. Good. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, the Man, DLCs weren't bad. Well, they're pretty fun. But then it, it, I imagine it got like Borderlands 2 was where they just started releasing like, here, here's a boss. Go through this. Fight the yeah, thing. I don't know. It gets boring after yeah. a year. You know how it is. So, do you guys remember me telling you about the possibility of a new Sly Cooper game? <laughs> mm, yeah. A little bit. In a rumor, there was a, someone reached out to a guy by the name of Nick uh, who leaked the original rumor saying he had industry insiders. And then someone's like, hey, I know you, you said it's in development. What are we talking about here? And he replied back, like, for what my sources say, it's very early on. It's quite early. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. Yeah, if I was making something up, that's exactly what I'd say. <laughs> Ooh, it's so early, man. It's possible we don't hear about this for years even. Yeah. It's possible it doesn't even ever happen. True. It's possible that he's completely correct, and a, a, a Sly Cooper 5 has been started, but it may never see the light yeah. of day. It might get canceled, or it might suck, or God knows what. Nobody knows. The only way you'll know is if they re-release like a Sly Cooper trilogy pack for the PlayStation 5 or something. Yeah, that's a good hint. But then now it makes me think, why are they doing the Grand Theft Auto trilogy if all this news is supposedly saying that they're going to reveal six in December? Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's exactly why. Wait for the suckers to buy it, pre-order it, yeah. and then be like, boom, or six is coming the, next year. They release the news and everybody's like, oh, i got to play the old ones again just to get into the True. Nostalgia. The GTA mood. I thought we were done talking about GTA. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> How about we're just done with all of it and we'll be done with video game news slash stuff. Okay. Okay. Let us. Now, this game, obviously, everybody knows what it is. You know, the, I, I think that, like, this is a reveal, but the ep- the game's in the episode title. Like, we're not surprising anybody here. Uh, oh, I've known that for two and a half years. I don't know why you've been doing it. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I just me? picked that up. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, this is a game where we ask the question, can a resurrected zombie be the most entertaining character in the entire game? <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Kudelka. Kudelka. I have never fucking heard about. Me neither. Oh, I hadn't either. I'll explain. 
Uh, it was released December 16th, 1999 in Japan and back in North America later that summer, June 29th, 2000. The following summer, I suppose. Mm. Uh, number one song of the radio. Can you guys guess 99? it? 99? sync. Hit me. No, I can't think of the name of an sync song. Smash Mouth. Ooh, Walking on the Sun. That's not bad either. You guys are so much closer than you think. <laughs> Did they ever team up? Smash Mouth and Yeah, right. No, but this song is a team up. Uh, Michael and Janet Jackson. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. No, it is Smooth by oh, Santana, Santana featuring okay. Rob Thomas. Oh, yeah. Smooth criminal. Still the best thing Rob Thomas ever did was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, it was a great episode, too. <laughs> uh, number one movie? Oh, Stuart Little. I would have never guessed that. Never. Never. No, never. This day in history, 1916, December 16th, Rasputin, the monk who had wielded powerful influence over the Russian royal family, was murdered by a group (laughs) of noblemen led by Prince Felix Yusupov and the Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlich. Yeah, he was poisoned, stabbed, shot, drawn, drawn, quartered. quartered. Just before his head died. <laughs> Damn it, I was, trying, I was just going to say that. It's Vigo! <laughs> That's great. Anyway, released for PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive, developed by Sacknoth and published by SNK, which is a... I haven't seen their name come up in a while. Oh, but you, you don't play... Okay, never mind then. I see them all Dad, the time. you're right. I, the only time I remember... I think they, they did baseball stars for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope I'm right about that. I am going to look that up. But uh, it is an RPG written by Hiroki Kakuta. Nailed it. I'm nailing these names. Getting better. Uh, This was picked by uh, the real star of the show, Dr. Scientist. Mm -hmm. So how about you explain this game a little bit? You know, lead us into it. Tell us what it's all about. Well, I was going to pick Shadow Hearts because I loved playing the Shadow Hearts games and the stories were good. And it's kind of spooky-ish. And then when I went to do some uh, preliminary research, I found out this game was before it. And kind of led into it. I was like, oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it like the same universe? Yeah, it's apparently the spiritual predecessor. Predecessor. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it actually leads right into Shadow Hearts. Interesting. The, so I was like, oh, well, let's do that because I don't know what happens in this one. Yeah. Never even heard of this fucking thing. <laughs> no, me neither. And I, by the way, I was correct. Baseball Stars was SNK. <laughs> You're both welcome. Uh, I knew it. Yeah. I just wanted you to check. <laughs> but uh, it's like a Victorian style horror game set in like the early 1900s, late 1800s. The series, anyway. Mm-hmm. This one's mm-hmm. set on Halloween Day, 1898 in a Barry Swift, Wales. I think it's a Barry Swift, but yeah, it's so spooky. Yeah. It's Halloween day. Oh my God. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yes. It comes up at the beginning of the thing. <laughs> it says October 31st, 1898. Oh, I just saw, I was quickly writing down a Barry Swift, Wales, 1898. <laughs> just to ask you a completely unrelated question. Mm-hmm. What do you guys call the night before Halloween? Halloween. That's the, the October 30th. <laughs> yeah, but isn't there a colloquial name for it? Like mischief night. Mischief night? Yes. Okay. That's what I said too. And my fiance looked at me like I was fucking nuts. It's probably a northeast thing. Oh, there's a movie called Mischief Night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There's a. There was this uh, New York Times thing where you could answer like 30 questions Mm -hmm. like that. Like, what do you call the night before Halloween? Mm -hmm. And it'll tell you exactly where you're from. (laughs) Oh wow! And it fucking nailed mine. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be like, what do you call this? It's gonna have a picture of soda. 
pop. And no, then, it's stuff like it's it's sort of questions like that. Like, do you say like Mary, Mary, Mary? Do you say like oh, instead of Mary, Mary, Mary? Like those that three the words, name, like linguistic things. The feeling and the act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys a link. It's fun. It's fun. It's I, fun. And it's like, does the show pierogi and say, can you buy this at your local store? <laughs> no, but they do ask some of them like, uh, I've never heard of the bug or heard it referred to as a roly poly. Yeah, oh, yeah those... I, I, I've heard them called that, but I've never called them that myself. No, exactly. Yeah, like I've heard that term, but I have no idea what people are referring to. Yeah, yeah I guess little, that's like a southern thing or a Midwest thing. They're little yeah. centipede like things. Yeah, and they curl up in a ball. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you guys a link. <clears throat> All right, All right let's do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Anyway, it's also like a this one. The the fighting is a little different than the Shadow Hearts games. This one's like a strategy RPG when you get into a fight. There's like a grid, you move your characters on, you attack enemies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, the game starts with the main character, Kadelka. And she's like climbing the wall of this monastery. And mm-hmm. you don't know exactly why she's doing it or why she's there. But she like breaks in and she comes across this guy dying almost in- right away. And he's kind of like there and he's like, oh, I was attacked by these things. Watch out. And then one, one kind of attacks her. Might be the tutorial battle, whatever. Yeah, probably. Then you fight it and fight it off. And then Kadelka's like, hey, dude, I'll heal you. All right. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I remember what he said because I just wrote the dude is obsessed with angels. Uh, you must talk uh, about them. Yeah. But anyway, you find out his name's Edward Plunkett. Mm-hmm. And he's there to steal stuff. I don't know if he tells you that directly, but you kind of get that. He's there to like pillage it. And... Yeah, but think... he becomes like uh, your partner and co-protagonist. Yeah, you trust him fast and hard quickly. He did save your life. He saved each other's lives. Yeah, but that's a good point. I mean, you're both not there for. You didn't go in the front door, either of you. Yeah. Which... And then Kadelka is really preaching about saving his life. By the way, yeah, she's really preaching. About I mean, it. I'd hold it over to the people's heads too if I did it. So I can't really say she's wrong. I I want to believe I wouldn't, but no, I probably I would. would. I definitely would. I probably would. Hell no. I mean, it's not the right thing to do, but I definitely like. Remember that time I saved your life? That's how. That's why we're different. Doctor Scientist, how about you run to Taco Bell this time by yourself? And here's my order. And you're gonna be like, well, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'm like, well, remember the time I saved your life? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can always take it back. <laughs> yeah. I can always take it. And back. I'm saving your life by not getting you Taco Bell. Oh snap! Then we're even. At least your evening. <laughs> I mean, this leads into a weird part of the story where after you break in, you come across the caretakers of the property, mm-hmm. who are Ogden and Bestie. I didn't write their last name down. Hartman. Hartman. I knew, I thought I was going to say Hartwell, but I was like, and you're like, kind of like, oh, they're like, oh, come on in. We know you broke in, but hey, let's uh, have some dinner. And the whole time, Kadelka's like, mm, I ain't eating. Not hungry. <laughs> and they kind of like have a talk about monsters and the origin of the monastery and how it got there. Mm, they seem very lovely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Seem it. And they talk about how it was built to stop monsters and it was built on a pagan site and stuff and then uh ed like scarfs down a lot of the soup and kadelka's like no nah, i'm not hungry and then they kind of go away and kadelka's like hey ed that soup was poisoned why'd you eat it she's real cocky about it though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she is and she's like i detected there was poison i didn't eat it yeah i detected poison a month ago <laughs> And she's like, well, I guess I'll cure you anyway. So that's the second time you save Ed's life. Yeah, yeah. like, I just wanted to see this real quick of you dying. And then I'll save your life. I, th- I think this would be a kick. 
I think she was just trying to see what kind of person, like how inept he was. Yeah. And it kind of also would tip it off if they both didn't eat, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know if she thought about that much about it, but I mean, if I just saved someone's life, I'd probably let them get poisoned a little bit if I could cure them. Yeah, you're a witch or something, so. Yeah, you also have some kind of missile powers. So anyway, you leave this like uh, caretaker's thing because you know they're real shady, so fuck those guys. And you go exploring the the monastery grounds and you come across our third protagonist who joins your party, James O'Flaherty, who is a disgusting character, I guess. I hate him so much. <laughs> He's so Christian. Yeah. He's a priest. An Irish priest, oh, too. So he's... He's part of the church, and I'm part of the church. That means he's a good guy, and he can't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's I, how this works? I guess. And do you... you <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you, you kind of, like, save him. He's kind of knocked out in, in some kind of tree or viney kind of trap. And uh, you tell him what happened. He's like, no, those caretakers wouldn't do that. There was no way. It was probably immigrants because he says that a lot. Right <laughs> does he? He, do, he sure does. He does. Oh, a yeah. lot. That's not even joking. He blames a lot of things on immigrants. He's very racist. Oh. Often. He's, he's very Jesus-y too, which kind of is weird. Yeah, he's crazy preachy. It's like, oh, it's probably because you don't believe in God. You know. God loves everyone except these immigrants. I yeah, tell you. yeah. That's, that's basically his ego. I believe he might I actually not, say that. Do not, do not isolate that audio and just... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is... No, no thank you. This it wasn't is, very clean what, anyway. The character said. But uh, even though he hates you, he's like, I'll go tag along with you. He invites himself on your party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't really explain why he's there yet. Mm-mm. So you go exploring a little bit and someone tries to shoot you. Blah, blah, blah. You don't know who it is yet, but you'll find out later. And you're kind of like, oh, someone's shooting at us. But you come across this creepy kid ghost named Charlotte. Spooky. And Ooh. she kind of like spooks you a little bit. Yeah. And you like, there's a lot of dead bodies and spirits laying around. Oh, yeah. Kadelka can feel well, them or Well, something. dead bodies laying around and spirits floating. Yes. And Kadelka's like, oh, let's channel them and find out. And so she finds out that this place used to be a prison, too. So it was a monastery and a prison. And now it's back to like this. Someone bought it and just taking care of it. So it's got a lot of evil energy, I guess I would call it. Definitely a lot of. Restless spirits, let's say. Yes. Bad vibes. Yeah, yeah. Bad vibes mm-hmm. all around. And Kadelka kind of like, I mean, James is upset that Kadelka let the spirits into her so she could talk and stuff. Oh, he's very, but he's like, that's not very yeah. Jesus-like. Yeah, neither is racism, dick, she says. <laughs> that's a good point. That's... But uh, she also, after this is kind of done, she reveals that she's there because she felt a spirit calling out to her asking for help. So that's why she's out there. And yeah, the... Blah, 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 blah. So she, that's why Kadoka's out there. Yes. Yeah. So she's out there because, okay, because I did miss that somehow. Because, you know, I miss things. That's part of my, that's my thing. That's Papa she Scott's says it like thing five now. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, she was there because she heard the spirit calling out for help. Edward was there to steal stuff. Yes. And you basically. don't know exactly why Jimmy O'Flaherty is there yet. Yeah, I figured okay. he was just a priest that works there. Mm, but you'd be wrong. Mm, I know. <laughs> I in my notes again, I just have James is very preachy again. Yeah. Except for the poor and needy. He's not very happy about those kind of guys. No. God helps those who <laughs> help themselves. Such a scumbag. <laughs> and he, Hey, this this ties into the Midnight Mass thing, you know? Yeah. They, they, any, any verse to justify their nonsense. I do like how the game 
made someone of the church a shitty character. Yeah. It seems like a bold step in the late nineties to do. But I digress. Wait, they they could be the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> you walk around a little bit and the ground kind of gives way and you get you land in this like prison type area. Mm-hmm. And the kid ghost visits you again. And she yeah. kind of tells you that she was killed there. Back mm-hmm. when it was like a it wasn't a prison sort of it was like an asylum. We've done a lot of asylum games. They are this spooky. spooky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There are a lot of them, huh? Yeah. And she kind of just tells you that she died there and she's not happy about it. life in general, even though she's a ghost. Does, this, does she tell you here that it's like she was a like bastard child and she was yeah. just abandoned? Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. And she was put there and she died on the grounds. And I don't know exactly what happens, but in my nose, I put James is pretty shitty again. So he must have said something about immigrants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, this is broken record James at this point. Yeah. Or he's probably saying, well, she was born out of wedlock. She deserves whatever she got. Yeah. Something like that. Something stupid. Yeah. But you get out of the like little cell you're in and you walk around and you find like old relics of things and lots of dead bodies. And James is still pretty adamant that uh, the couple at caretaker didn't do this. It must be the thieves and the immigrants. That's a quote. Absolutely. Yes. That isn't me just saying it. Right. And so you they walk around, explore some little more and uh, walk into this building and a chandelier drops on. No. But they get out of the way. What? Thank goodness. And, of course, they find the guy who did it. And I have another quote in my book. Dirty immigrant thief is what James calls him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then James starts blaming him for all the dead people. Because the guy's like, hey, I escaped the caretakers. He's like, no, you killed everybody. Like, no, I, I still don't believe They only murders. kill thieves, so that's okay. Yeah. And then... Doesn't he... No, oh, yeah. Go ahead. He talks about how he's seen them kill people. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they killed all these people, man. What are you talking about? And James just refuses to believe him. Yeah. And then Edward pulls out his gun and shoots him in the face. Uh, cool. They what did a cool guy. They did try to kill him. And he's like, That's hey, true. we can't have this guy tagging around. And he's going to try and kill us later. So, eh. I don't know what to believe there. but yeah. I thought it was a really heavy moment for a game that's mostly been like, oh, I don't want to say lighthearted, I guess. It is jokey. It was. I didn't expect him to shoot him in the face. No, no. I expected them to, you know, deal with them maybe, but he's like, here we go, bloop. He tried to kill him, so Ed's like, fuck it, we're done. That's fair. So you go exploring some more, and you discover this room full of paintings of a ship being shipwrecked, and multiple paintings of it, called the Princess Alice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, then, like, you know, oh, this is kind of weird. Uh, they're all the same boat. Yeah, right? yeah. So, find out later why they're yeah, all there. Yeah. And then Kadelka has like a vision when she touches them of people drowning and stuff and a woman named Elaine and stuff. And mm-hmm. She was killed and then she kind of like snaps out of it. And she's like, oh my God, that's the woman who fucking summoned me here. Yes. Oh, it's man. Like, Elaine must be the woman she summoned here. And then James like furrows his brow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so as you do in RPGs, you go exploring a little bit more. And you come across this library full of mystical books. And Sweet. You uh, come across like a zombie type body in there. Who, who <laughs> I think is Papa Scotch's favorite character. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. And <laughs> he like, you're like, oh, it's weird this body's here. And he kind of just wakes up and starts mentioning random words. And he says a couple things. Mm-hmm. And kind of like passes back out. 
This is like the teaser for the best character in the game. Yeah. 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 And this character is actually in the Shadow Hearts games too. Real? That's fun. Awesome. It, it's real weird, but yeah, he's in there. Then after the guy passes back out, the body lays back down. James is like, that's what I'm looking for. The emigre document that he mentioned. And then James goes on of why he's here. He eventually feels, I guess, cleared enough to talk to you about it. He's on a mission from the Vatican. I knew it. The guy who owns this property paid to have the immigrant document stolen, the emigre document stolen. Patrick Hayworth? Yes, Patrick Hayworth, the guy who owns the property. He was a rich dude. Yeah, he was. And uh, the document has is written about, it's a pagan document of everlasting life and resurrection and all kinds of things like that. So James is there to like, steal it back and stop him from doing anything with the document. So th- thievery is okay. Well, I guess he's is it thievery it if you steal your You're own right. thing that was stolen? Yes. Uh, probably. I think so. <laughs> yes. Technically. But Jesus I don't think, I don't think so. Well, the legally, I don't think you'd be a problem. Probably. Maybe. Depending if you broke in or something. Doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. I yeah. don't, uh... Didn't OJ steal his own shit and get caught? Technically, yes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's why he went to prison, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, that stuff wasn't stolen. Oh, yeah, it was sold. It was sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We'll never know. Potato, potato. Hey, any lawyers listening, explain this to us. (laughs) We'll never know. So after some more exploring, you hear the church bells start tolling. And you know what that means? Some more racist shits incoming? No, it's all Saints Day. Oh. Of course. Of course. Yes, the day after Halloween. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of like all this energy kind of coalesces into this demon thing. And like a little battle ensues and Kadelka gets separated from Edward and James. Oh, is this where she gets her ass kicked right through that door? Yeah. Like she yeah. flies to the air? Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That's pretty sweet. That was a cool-ass monster, too. Yeah. But she kind of wakes up and she's separated from those two and she doesn't know where they are. So she starts going off and let me go back to my original mission trying to find this spirit. And uh, as she's walking around, she comes across a murder room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. No. Yeah, I don't know how else you'd describe that. You're correct. That's what I've written. Whatever you picture a murder room is, that's what she comes across. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, she kind of, Ogden kind of sneaks up behind her and knocks her out. Oh, no. Protagonist KO'd. There's your bingo spot. Okay. Oh, that's the best way to summarize that and put it, put it down. So you wake up and Ogden's there sharpening his axe, going on some crazy rant about... <laughs> Elaine and other stuff and whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. Not it's anymore. not making sense. He was making much more sense when he was serving you soup. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, absolutely. He kind of like gets ready to swing the ax down on your face and a gunshot goes off and you find his wife, Bessie behind him with the gun in her hand. Boom. Shotgun. And she tells you the tragic story of Ogden. Oh, apparently he was a captain. Of the Princess Alice and <laughs> killed a lot of people. I don't know if he did it, but he was blamed for it at he, least. Well, he was the he captain of purpose. it. Yeah. yeah. It's more like yeah, a Titanic yeah. thing, I think. And he was kind of like ostracized after that. And then Elaine gave him a job here to help with the grounds. And one time he was gone and Elaine was killed and then he blamed himself for it. So he went around killing other people. Mm-hmm. You'll find out why later. And- <gasps> And then, 
out of nowhere, Bessie just shoots herself in the face. Like, I can't let him wait. Boom. Yeah. She's like, Ogden instead, I'm yeah. going with him. Like a good wife. <laughs> I, that's her words, not mine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't say, I, those are not my words. It's true. Not the good wife thing, but the, her words. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then soon afterwards, you like hear Edward on the other side of a door and you can't get through it. And you're like, hey, let's all go meet up at the library. And you're like, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I like books. Yeah. So Kadelka goes off by herself and Edward and James go off to try and meet up at the library. And you're going through the graveyard on your way there. And you come across a couple graves. You find Charlotte's grave. You find St. Daniel's grave, which doesn't matter right now. As you're there, Roger Bacon kind of sneaks up on you stealthily and starts babbling. Who's Roger Bacon? The zombie guy. The zombie guy. Up. The best character in the game. Well, you didn't say the name before, okay? I thought that he did. He's like a vampire zombie origin story. He's like, I live, I'm from the 13th century. Yeah. Been around for a minute. He's like, oh, I've been asleep. I've been asleep for like 100 years. And the guy's like, wait a minute. You're telling me you're the same Roger Bacon, born in 883 or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, the very same. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting to do that voice. (laughs) I was sitting on it for a while. Yeah. Well, he helps you get through and meet up with the guys, and then they have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I love how he, I love how he's like, "Yeah, man, I well, I won't say how he got immortal." No, he doesn't tell you yet, but but he's like, "My body doesn't change, or my body changes. Like it doesn't mean my body's immortal." Yeah, yeah. that's why he looks all zombie. It's like a skeleton almost. So after the meetup on the library, like James starts telling the story about how he, another tie he has to this place. He knew who Patrick was. And they were both competing for Elaine, Elaine's hand, hand in marriage. But James lost because he's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, or he blames his social status, but everybody knows he's a scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Social status, get out of here. Then Kadelka's like, mm, no, something else is going on here. It's not the only thing we're here for. And they find the key to Patrick's mansion, and they're like, oh, let's go check out the mansion and see what's going on here. Perfect. And when you get there... You meet Charlotte again. Oh, she's not happy about it. No, and she curses you, and she's all blah, blah, blah. And then there's kind of like, you kind of free her ghost from restlessness by showing her. Her mom actually cared for her and tried to do stuff for her, but the mother was in prison, so they wouldn't let her talk to her kid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, isn't this where she's like, I know what you're going through. And she's like, yeah, right. You're a fucking joke. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have a heart to heart, and then. Charlotte's like, oh, thanks. And then, oh, yeah, you don't know anything about me, bitch. You free the ghost. Then you go explore the mansion some more and you come across the library in the mansion. And guess who's there? Roger Bacon. Our buddy Roger. And he tells you some more about the backstory here Mm. that uh, he copied the Immigrate document originally for the Vatican in the 1300s. And he's like, it just unravels the secrets of life and it's blood, things, whatever. And he's like, after I copied it, the Pope wanted me killed because that's what Popes were want to do. Of course. It's not against any kind of commandment or anything. Nope. So he escaped and went to the secret lands described in the emigrate document and became immortal. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I wandered around for a bit and got tired with life and slept for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. Awesome. I would like to sleep for 10 hours one of these days. Mm. Do you ever have the moment where you slept way too much and you wake up feeling like shit anyway? Yeah, you go back to sleep. I always feel like shit when I wake <laughs> up. You guys 
need to talk to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of those are correct. (laughs) You should go to the doctor. I don't know. Talk to your local barkeep. They'll help you out. Uh huh. Anyway, what happens? Uh, okay, so they, that's the only Roger, and then like Kadelka, you walk around a little bit more, and you come, you come around this thing, and Kadelka's like, "Let me summon Elaine's spirit and see what's going on here." <laughs> she could do that the whole time, or she could have to go somewhere special. Well, there was it was like a a special place for Elaine. It was like a picture okay. of her or something. All right. And she tells you the thing that she was killed by thieves, and then Pat and Ogden were gone at the time. Thieves broke in, killed her. And then Pat was so distraught and he tried to bring her back to life, which is why he had the emigre document stolen. And then he used it to resurrect her. And part of the ritual was killing all these people, mm-hmm. which is why Ogden started killing everybody. But it just brought her body back and her soul was still separated. So she wants you to destroy the body part of her so her soul can get some rest because they're still tied together, but they're not the same thing. Makes sense. It does in a spooky type of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go back to Roger Bacon and ask him for some, uh, like, hey, can you help us here? He's like, oh, yeah, you, you really can't resurrect people. You kind of just like resurrect the body. And he's like, I can tell you how to, uh, how to get rid of it. And it's this long, complicated ritual about a saint's arm and some kind of flames at the tree of life. Obviously. So you go to the cathedral, which is where the tree of life is. After you find the arm and whatever and all that other stuff. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Obviously. We all knew this. And then like Kadelka's like, I'll go do it myself. I'm like, no, we're all doing this together. They all double down as a team. But you get to the door and it's like, oh, we can't get in. Then James is like, hey, I can make nitroglycerin. Oh, yeah. I guess there's some shit around here. I could whip some up for you. Yeah. I believe, yeah, there's, I mean, I believe there's some MBD. stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So just go drink while I do this. <laughs> So Elaine and, or Edward and Kadelka kind of go and have some spirits and talk about their pasts. And Ugh. this was so long. It was. I know. I just have pity off written here. <laughs> They're all like, "Woe was me? Woe was me? They, oh they yeah, woe was you? Woe was me?" <laughs> they do kind of one up each other on how sad their lives are. Yeah. And it was like, it was the type of drunk you'd see from two high school kids that have never drank alcohol before. Yeah. And they thought they were drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, I'll tell you who got it bad. But I mean, I don't know, man. I've been slamming these duels, and I'm like trash. <laughs> it does go into their past on how they became who they are. But yeah, yeah, it's still kind of. I don't think you need to get smashed to do it. That is nice. I'm not saying yeah. it's not nice that we got more information <laughs> about them, but it's like right before the final fucking boss. Yeah. Like this should have came like a third of the way through the game. Coming from the guy who was hung over at Chipotle at four <laughs> in the afternoon. Yeah, on a just, Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday. He's telling everybody about his old upbringing and yeah. how it sucks to be a psychic. And <laughs> yeah, because she predicted her dad's death, so she was ostracized from her ROM community. Yeah, her mom wanted to kill her at nine or whatever. Yeah. All right. But anyway, he eventually finishes the nitroglycerin. Like, hey, let's go blow up that door. All right. So they do it. And they get in the cathedral, and there's kind of like roots all around. They find Patrick's dead body, and they're like, yep, this is the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Let's go destroy it. So they throw the arm in, and they start the whole thing on fire. Well, they kind of like pour, I think it's gasoline all around. Yeah. It was some kind of accelerant. I mean, it wouldn't be gasoline because it wasn't around in 1898, but. A spirit. Yeah. They had moonshine. Yep. 
and they throw in the arm. They kind of like do a weird chant and they kind of burn the whole cathedral down, which is another not very Christian thing James does. (laughs) He just wants that book, bro. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like he may be completely full of shit. I mean, that's the church Mm. in general. Oh shit! Whoa! You'll speak for yourselves, man. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourself, man. Me and the Pope go way back. But now, now that the uh, tree of life has been burned, you can finally try and put Elaine's body to rest. Okay. So you go up and you wander around. You eventually get to the place where Elaine's body is. Kind of a cool scene for a 1999 game that they had here, where she comes out of like the plant. Yeah, it's pretty oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, you get to Elaine in the final battle, and there's three different endings you can have here. Mm-hmm. I'll do the canon one last. Oh, okay. that's what we That's what we've established in previous episodes of this. Have we? Well, maybe later episodes. I didn't think there was a... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to lay some groundwork so when we get to the later episodes, but I guess we just blew past that. So anyway. <laughs> the first ending has to do with I didn't mention it but at the beginning of the game Elaine or Kadelka loses a pendant she got from her parents and you can find it later on and the part in the graveyard is where you find it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, if you don't find the pendant at all or you throw it away when Elaine opens up from like her plant thing she blows this like flesh eating mist at you and it kills everybody game's over it's, it's kind of fucking like, awesome yeah, yeah. It's like that scene in uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Everyone just melts. Because I guess they didn't find Kadelka's pendant. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Side. You may not. You, you didn't play through the game. But I wonder if that's in like an easily findable spot where you got to be kind of a fucking idiot to walk over I, it. I would think so. It's probably like under a vase or something. Which is, And I would imagine you're able to go back there. I don't know for sure. Because yeah. if you just miss it and can't go back, it's kind of... Screws your whole save. Have you ever walked through the same area like three times and then still find something the yeah, third time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm just wondering if, if it was super easy to find. Um, I like the idea that there's a whole different ending for if you just discarded it at some point. I yeah. think that's pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know if you discard it, if you can ever get it back. But I guess from a 1999 game, you wouldn't, but I don't know yeah. for sure. Then if you have the pendant, you get the next two, one of the next two endings. And it absorbs that attack, and it's kind of like, oh. And then I just wrote creepy splicer, splicer crawling, because she crawls like a splicer from Bioshock on the walls and stuff here. Elaine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wrote spider-like. Yeah, that's the same thing. So she kind of like chases you to the bell tower, and this is where you can have the actual final fight. Mm-hmm. And for the non-canon ending here, it's if you actually beat her, and it's kind of like all three guys survive. And they kind of just like have talks and like, hey, yeah, we'll do this and blah, 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 blah. And the game kind of ends. You did it. You you see the sunrise and you amicably part is what I wrote. Yeah, yeah it's good good wording. <laughs> you kind of, you put Elaine's soul and body to rest so everybody's happy and they kind of just leave. That's not canon? Nope. The canon ending is the other one when you lose the fight. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Okay. If you have your fighting and you lose, they kind of, she kind of like is taking all of you down and then James is like, that's it. I got a sack move going. And he kind of like calls down heavenly powers. Sack move. Sack move. <laughs> and uh, he kind of uses like holy light to kill Elaine, which is 
I guess what racists do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, it's like he kind of like calls his holy power down and it destroys Elaine's body and the tower starts crumbling and Kadelka and Edward escape the tower. And they kind of like spend the night together. I don't know if it's hinted at they have, had relations. But I don't know what that means. Could you explain it? Uh, you know when Winky got wet. <laughs> oh shit! When two people love each other. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they wake up the next morning like, "Yep, see ya." Yeah, a wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. And Kadelka's like, "Well, I think Kadelka had all the power in that, so it's all right." And Kadelka's wham, like, bam, "Thank you, ma'am. I think we'll see each other again." Oh, well, and it kind of like fades out a little foreshadowing and i know she has a lot to do with the beginning of shadow hearts the next game and the child she has so, <gasps> she has a child. is it edward's child uh, i do not know We're gonna no don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me the next game to find oh out oh my goodness oh my god oh my but yeah the canon ending is when you lose the final boss fight interesting well they needed to throw this fact move in there and i think they just wanted to get rid of james so he never had to be in it again fair now does that make up for every, everything that he was evil about him sack moved to save everybody else. Well, I mean, or did he sack move just to kill that? I think he sack moved because he thought he was going to get the the hot ghost lady. Fair. All right. Selfish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the game. That's the game. We did it. We got through it. We survived. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we're better people. I'm not. Never are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Okay, <laughs> then let's just go ahead. We'll move into final thoughts, and I feel like this is an episode where I, th- I think I'll, I'll volunteer. I'll go first. Ooh, ooh, I think he's, yeah, I think he's got a lot to say here. I just don't. Do you guys? We ask each other questions. I don't remember what they are. Do you guys remember? I got gotcha. you. Okay, great, great. Would you click to make this go? <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of the story, and how, how many stars out of 27 did you rate it? <laughs> that was pretty great. Thank you. <laughs> um, would I play this game? I don't think I would just because I'm not super into RPGs, and I'm not super into 90s RPGs for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a very specific type of game, and, you know, I'm not – I shouldn't base it just on the type of game it is. That's not really fair. Well, to play, so, it. To play it, you yeah. can base it on that. It's not what we do here. I wouldn't play it based on that, but – if we're talking about just the story, would I play it based on strictly the story? Maybe. Maybe I would because it's fun. It's I like how there's serious elements. There's some real characters in this game. Uh, I mean, even the priest, James, is a piece of shit, but he's got character. Man, I hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate him <laughs> yeah. so much. And, uh, you know, Kadelka's got a good personality. Edward's kind of like the douchey jock dude, but... Kadelka's like, nah, you're an idiot. Like, this is why you're an idiot. Let me explain eight times why you're an idiot. <laughs> and that's not even talking about the best character, Roger Bacon. So, would I play it based on that? Yeah, I'll give it a hard maybe. Hard maybe. Uh, did the story work for me? I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> and, well, the, the re- I'm thinking about it, and the reason I liked it was because it felt like this big, huge, epic tail mm-hmm. and it was just a couple assholes in a haunted castle 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it, part of that was bringing through the history of the Vatican text that was stolen uh, through the priest or through an immortal being, but I cared. I thought it was a good story. I, I, it worked for me. There was enough action happening. The creepy ass caretakers who tried to poison motherfuckers was a great addition. <laughs> uh, there were no characters in this game that I could have cut, and it would have been the exact same game. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair. And uh, so for that, what score will I give it? I got to go high because I kind of liked it. Was it the best game we ever did? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the best story we ever did? Certainly not. But I think it's the best one we've done in some time. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, so I'm going high. I'm giving it a 15. A 1-5. A 15. Nice. Damn. I think that's fair. I think it's uh, it's officially spooky. Great addition to spooky October. There's ghosts. Mm-hmm. And zombies, and murderers, and murderers, psycho caretakers. Yeah, there's murder rooms. There's <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. There's a treasure room too. I think that's scary. Then I guess we'll move on to uh, search hub slap. Got to hear what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor, so- well, well, how are you going to answer that if you don't know what the answer? I know. Is? I was just going to say I don't. Oh. Doctor scientist, do you have anything for him? Would you play this? game mm-hmm. yep okay. the story was the story awesome or lame mm-hmm. uh how many stars did you give this game cow <laughs> the game cow yeah how many cows did i give this game <laughs> we should just rate it out 27 you cows should. <laughs> <laughs> oh would i play it i kind of I would, I think. Seemed neat. I I would like to see how people leveled up and did they get new weapons and shit or spells or stuff. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Just standard RPG stuff. Classic RPG shit, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Did the story work for me? Yes, it did. Okay. I It was fun at times. It was spooky at times. It was gory when it needed to be. There was a suicide in it. That was pretty neat. And yeah, a talking corpse. It was fun. Every character did have a personality distinct. You could point them out just by like how they talked. You read a sentence from one character, you could tell who it was. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually cared what happened to him at the end. I was like, well, it was pretty good. I want to see it. So in all, out of 27 cows... I gave it a 16, mm. which should have went a little lower just because I don't want to give scientists a big head. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's too late now. We got those steers on the record. Yep, there it is. 31 so far. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. It's not even halfway. <laughs> Well, let's move on to you then, Dr. Scientist, the man of the hour, the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you, now that you watch the video, would you like to play this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> was the story shitty or was it enough? Mm. And, uh,. What score you think you drink in beers, comma, duff? (laughs) (laughs) 
Man, you're probably awesome at freestyle rapping. <laughs> yeah. I, thank you. I get that a lot. Uh, would I play this game? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see a remake and do all the Shadow Hearts games and put them all in one. Yeah, a remake would be nice with like better graphics and shit. Yeah. I'd imagine the combat is a little slow and clunky because it's mm-hmm. 1990s. Sure, sure. Well, you know. But I'd, part I'd, of I'd, I'd play it. Did the story work for me? Yeah. It's got the spooky elements. It's I like the kind of Victorian gothic horror angle thrown in with the RPG stuff. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Sure. The uh, characters are interesting. Uh, if we ever do other Shadow Hearts games, there's even more interesting characters that come. I like how the story for an RPG wasn't some random savior trying to save the world. Yeah, it was just yeah, like a random story. Yeah, we do story. get that a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was just a this ghost wanted to rest, and that's a whole thing here. The characters were good. I like the setting. I like every, uh, all the other stuff about it. The history is basically just a story of a guy trying to bring his love back to life. Yeah. The whole thing. Fair. Uh, I gave it 17 cows. 17 cows. Wow. Comparing it to other games I gave, it, that's where it ranks in the, the rankings. Is that a 48? That's my math too. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And I'm not going to name so much where it sits uh, with the titles above it because, you know, we got an end of year episode to do here. <laughs> uh, so with a 48, that gives us eight more points than Deus Ex. Mm. Is it in the top five? It is of, of this year. Time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all time now. All time okay. now. I don't think so, but we've done a lot of shit games this year. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look at what the next one below <laughs> Deus Ex is, and I... There's nothing in the 30s. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, we have Dead Space 2 from back in February at 34. Oh, okay. Damn. And then Castlevania Symphony in the Night at 31. And then there's a, a tie with 30s between Lifeline and The Park. Hmm. Do you remember Lifeline, that game where you yelled into the microphone yeah. to play it? Yeah. yeah. I remember The Park was... The one at the amusement park that went dark and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. walking sim. Yeah, where the lady one. like kills her Spooky kid or whatever. I remember watching the the speed runs of Lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> All right, well, if no one's got anything else to say, we can go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week. Let's do it. Everyone knows the favorite segment of every, of every single week is... Dr. Scientist Classic Wrestling Finisher Lock of the Week. Spooky Edition. Winston (laughs) Spiderweb Anyway, every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed amazing wrestling finisher of the week and since it's spooky October he's going to give us a spooky one, isn't he? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This week, Dr. Scientist what do you got for us? Oh, we got one you can use in a street fight Realistically Nice Well I don't know how realistically But (laughs) We got We need four turnbuckles (laughs) A move From Aleister Black Called Black Mass Oh Black Mass Yeah It's basically just a standing back spin kick to the face He murders someone And sacrifices them on an altar Yes Murders them by kicking them in the face Black Mass But that's all it is It's just just a spin kick to the spin face. Spin kick to the face. Yeah, like back, back spin kick. Like turns his back to them and kicks him in the face. All right. You can find a compilation oh, wow. of them. Yeah. It's just a simple black mass. Sounds like it has its own name already. 
turning spin kick. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah that's I mean, exactly what it is. I just watched the compilation, like four of them, in case I miss one. It's a that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a spooky name. Yeah, yeah. You could you could definitely pull us off in a street fight, maybe. And that's really what we're here for, the spooky names. For true. So, that's, <clears throat> so let's move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Sir Chump Slaps. Would you rather? What up, oh. boy? Every week, we ask Sir Chump Slap for a 100% guaranteed amazing would you rather question, and he has to answer and explain himself because I didn't screw up the intro to this. (laughs) Every week, it's a banger, except for this week, we got two bangers for you. Mm. Bang, bang. Oh. And uh, I think they're both equally strong, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive into it. This is a great one. Sir Chump Slap. Mm Mm-hmm. Which would you rather have double in size, your hands or your feet? <laughs> you should have said head. <laughs> well, that's impossible. <laughs> I'm walking bobblehead already. Uh, I guess hands, because I don't know how big shoes get, but I'd probably need to get fucking custom-made ones if it doubled in size. Yeah, but... Uh, Big hands? Yeah. You, if you had big feet, you'd be walking around... Big feet. <laughs> big feet, you'd be walking around like a party clown. Like, you'd need those shoes. Yeah. I'd look like fucking Sideshow Bob. Yeah, but what big hands, don't you think, would just be annoying trying to reach in and grab stuff in, like, tight spots? Or yeah, My penis would look so much tinier. Dude, how many times would you knock over a glass of water on the table? Yeah. All the time. You get used to it. Imagine how... Imagine working, cooking with huge hands. I'd find a different job, like Sideshow Freak or something. It probably pays better. <laughs> Holding one of those 24-ounce drinks would be like holding an aspirin bottle. Yeah, I just... Like, it'd be weird. I'd probably I wonder a, if you could be like a hand model. I'd be a cool... No, like I'd be an Instagram influencer with my big-ass hands holding like a 64-ounce Slurpee and shit. What would you... With uh, your whole hand inside Shaq's shoe or something? <laughs> yeah. like would you change your name from Chump Slap to something else that is hand-related? Slap. Don't talk slap about you're right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that was that like itself, didn't it? That was right there. Watch for this you chump too. slap and then just backhand somebody. Yeah, there you go. You probably knock someone's head off and kill them and end up in prison. Well, knowing my luck, what a way to go to prison, though. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Chump slap the guy. All right, let's move on to the next question because the answer was hands for some reason. Sir Chump Slap. Mm-hmm. Would you rather spend a night in a coffin or a night in a morgue? Knowing in both scenarios, you would not run out of air and die. Like where in a morgue? Uh, we're uh, the, obviously in the body shelf, not in a body shelf. Well, I guess if we didn't room. run out of air. Yeah. I think coffins look comfy as hell. So I'd try a coffin. Oh, but can you like roll around in a coffin? Yeah, I'd probably die. Sleep apnea if I laid on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just land right on your face. <laughs> yeah, but I still think it would be comfy. Probably. B- bunch of pillows and shit. Satin. That's the thing, though. If there's one thing that's specifically designed with uh, aesthetics over comfort, yeah, it's a coffin. Yeah, you're right. But it looks so comfy, doesn't you know, it? It's not like probably like it a does. mattress bottom on it. But, I mean, it's got to be more comfortable than anything you find in a morgue. Yeah, like a steel table. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with coffin. So you have, you'd rather deal with claustrophobia than dead bodies around you? I'm not really claustrophobic. I'm the opposite. It's a sleep apnea he's worried about, but agoraphobic. Right? Implorophobic. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making up words now. Yeah, we are. 
Well, I don't know. You know, if you uh, knew the answer to that question of what that meant to be the opposite of claustrophobic, and uh, let's say, I don't know, you had fan fiction about Chump Slap overcoming that adversity with his insanely large hands, where would you send that email <laughs> to, Sir Chump Slap? Send it to plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read and respond. 100% guaranteed response rate. He always says, sup. I always say something. Batting a thousand on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's say you want to get to us faster on the socials with, uh, I don't know, more swears and <laughs> game recommendations. And maybe you could also explain to us, how do you feel about us using the spooky intro from now on? Yeah, you got to let us know. Where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram, Twitter, and News Social. Did you say nude social? N-E-W-Z social. News. Oh, with a Z, so it's like extreme yeah, news? it's hip. Okay, cool. Kids are all on it. Surprise. Yeah, I'm not surprised you don't know. No. You know where else the kids are? They're on YouTube where you can go see Plotty Time. <laughs> like and subscribe there. It'll really help us out. Go to PlottyTime.com. Buy our shit. Rate, review everywhere. We'd love to hear from you. For true. That does it for us, so get out there, play some video games, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Keep it spooky.